Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to The Grateful Show. I hope you guys are doing amazing. In today's podcast, I'm going to cover a very interesting topic and hopefully uh, teach you how to train your mind to do hard things, how to train your mind to do the things that you don't want to do. So let's jump straight to the podcast. an hour deciding on a topic for today's podcast. Don't take me wrong, the hour wasn't time well spent, mind you. Of course, I was working, thinking, writing, deleting and tinkering with words here and there, but my pace wasn't out of indecisiveness, as much as a lack of motivation, of course. I spent about five minutes checking my emails, probably like half an hour scrolling on Instagram, talking to other people, and 10 minutes watching a video about productivity on YouTube. Does this sound familiar to you? Well, motivation is a tricky thing to corral, to be honest. Tricky, but not impossible. How many times were you given a task uh, and you just couldn't find motivation? You just kept delaying the task again and again and again. Yes, I've been there the past couple of weeks, have been very, very unproductive uh, in my life. Uh, Therefore, I decided to talk uh, about dopamine and I'm not gonna go into very much detail with this. Just as a point, I've extracted most of the info from a few YouTube videos and the US National Library of Medicine, the National Institute of Health. So it's a government-capped uh, website where I found a lot of studies and researches on dopamine. So, um, one neurotransmitter that plays a role in the science of motivation is indeed dopamine. Uh, dopamine's chemical signal gets passed uh, from one neuron to the next and between those two neurons, dopamine interacts with various receptors inside the synapse. Um, dopamine is a chemical produced by our brains, right? It plays like a stirring role in motivating behavior. It usually gets released every time you take a bite of a delicious cake, obviously when you have your favorite food, uh, when we have sex, uh, after we exercise, and importantly, when we have successful social interactions. Yes. It does. It does um, correspond with social interactions and that's purely because uh, from an evolutionary standpoint, back in the day when we were in tribes, dopamine was used uh, by the brain to reward us for beneficial behaviors. Uh, It was motivating us to repeat this behavior uh, just so we can stick with the tribes, just so we can have a family, just so we can... uh, make friends and obviously at the end of the day not die because uh, back uh, back in those days if you didn't belong to a tribe you were more or less dead but unfortunately nowadays platforms such as facebook instagram snapchat even tinder i would say are using the same um, the same principle is found in uh, things such as roulette slot machines and even cocaine consumption research show 
But taking a closer look at the underlying science may give you a pause next time you feel your pocket buzz. It's known so far, uh, I think this, this has been in uh, 2018, they've, they've done this uh, statistic. Adults in the US spend an average of two to four hours per day uh, on their phones, right? So they are either tapping, messaging, sending an email, whatever. Two to four hours every single day. Well, while there is nothing inherently addictive about the smart smartphones themselves, I would personally say that they've helped us a lot to develop as uh, human beings, as a species, and to uh, interact. Uh, the true drivers of our attachments to these devices are the actual social environments that they provide. As I was saying earlier, Facebook, Instagram being one of those. So even humans have evolved to be social, a key feature to our success as a species uh, were, were the social structures, as I was mentioning earlier, in which uh, we usually tend to thrive uh, to stay in groups uh, that contain no more than 150 individuals. But obviously, uh, being on Instagram, I think you have access to... It, it's either Facebook or Instagram that you have access to 2 billion accounts. 2 billion people, sorry, not accounts. So basically, the human brain contains uh, four major dopamine pathways. Three of these pathways uh, are called uh, mesocortical, mesolimbic, and lingostriatal pathways. These names are just uh, irrelevant, to be honest. But uh, uh, basically, what uh, what I wanted to touch upon are uh, two of them: mesocortical and mesolimbic. The mesocortical one, please pay attention to this. The mesocortical one uh, contains uh, the cognition of our brain, the memory, uh, the attention, emotional behavior, and the most important, learning. Whilst the second one, the mesolimbic one, is basically responsible for the pleasure and reward-seeking behaviors, addiction, emotion, and perception. So, although not as intense as a hit of cocaine, of course, uh, positive social stimuli will similarly result in a release of dopamine, so reinforcing whatever behavior preceded it. So cognitive neuroscientists have shown that uh, rewarding social stimuli, such as like laughing with your friends, uh, I don't know, positive recognition by our peers in general, message from loved ones, those all of them they be shown to activate the same dopamine reward pathway. So smartphones have provided us with a virtual unlimited supply of social stimuli, both positive and negative. Every notification we get, whether it's a text message, a like on Instagram, a comment on Facebook or an email, it has the potential to be a positive social stimulus and a dopamine influx. So all of these things affect your dopamine, right? So. How do social media apps take advantage of this dopamine-driven learning strategy, you would say? Well, similar to slot machines, as I was mentioning earlier, there is a, there's a thing, a concept called variable reward schedules. And this has been introduced by a psychologist called uh, B.F. Skinner in 1930s. So this guy in his experiment, he basically found that mice respond most frequently to reward-associated stimuli when the reward itself was administrated after a varying number of responses. So precluding the animal's ability to predict uh, when they would get this reward, right? So they had no idea when the reward was given, it was given randomly. And humans are no different. 
if we perceive a reward to be delivered at random, I'm gonna give you the simplest and easiest example, uh, swiping on Tinder, that's purely random, right? You don't know when you're gonna get a match. Well, if checking for the reward comes at a little cost, this research says, we might as well end up checking habitually. Uh, and there's a good example of this habit with gambling addiction, right? You just put some bets on some sports team or whatever and it's very random. You might win, you might lose and that's provoking a lot of dopamine, dopamine production. Therefore, it's enjoyable and you do it again and again. And if you pay attention, you might find yourself checking your phone at the slightest feeling of boredom. Whenever you're waiting in line, in queue, especially now with Corona, uh, there are a lot of queues uh, in the UK, in Germany, to, to shops, right? What do people do when they are in the queue? Do they talk to each other? No, they just habitually take their phones out of their pocket and they just check them out of pure boredom. And I'll tell you what, programmers work very hard behind, behind the scenes to keep you doing exactly that. Companies such as Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, they invest billions yearly to, to keep you addicted. <laughs> and uh, now, uh, talking more about a positive, uh, a positive side of things, which I'm, I'm myself still trying to learn and uh, implement and uh, comprehend really, is how to train your mind to do hard things. Well, usually when, when um, you ask successful people how did they get there, uh, one of the most uh, almost cliche uh, answer is the fact that they have goals. You have to set goals for yourself. And I'm gonna tell you what, it's very, very true and very important to set goals. And that's, uh, I would say personally, this is just a subjective opinion. And that's purely because us humans have this uh, motivational, and not just humans, mice as well, and animals have this motivational uh, uh, substance within our brains called dopamine. So whenever you set yourself a goal, if you work towards that goal and you achieve it, you have a huge burst of dopamine inside your brain and that, uh, and that feeling that you have will uh, motivate you to hit another goal and another goal. That's why uh, I think it's uh, very important to note uh, having small wins every day, right? Just write down five small to medium tasks that you want to to get done uh, the next day and once you once you get through this you will you'll feel good about yourself you'll have that dopamine uh, uh, release uh, in your brain and you'll feel more motivated to continue to hit more targets to do more tasks and uh, training your mind to do hard things is basically rewiring your brain rewiring the way your dopamine goes through those pathways uh, on a neurological level instead of uh, watching Netflix, instead of uh, eating junk food, instead of uh, masturbating even, watching porn. You want to sustain from all of these actions, from all of those bad habits and instead replace them with good habits. You want to drink water regularly, you want to exercise, you want to maybe build a business, you want to start a new project, you want to find your soulmate, uh, you want to work on yourself, you want to do a painting or whatever it is. It's proved through other researches that I'm not gonna go and cover today, maybe in another episode. It's proved that whenever you do those things, when you subtract yourself from the easy dopamine release actions uh, that I was mentioning earlier, you will be way more motivated to do the hard stuff. Why? Well, because 
it, it won't feel as boring. It won't feel as hard. Uh, purely because not having anything to do, not not uh, scrolling on Instagram endlessly, not watching videos on YouTube, well, you might as well do something, right? And I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you from personal experience, and I've watched a lot of videos on this, if you try to do a dopamine detox, you will find yourself very bored. And within that boredom, you will find yourself uh, quite motivated to do hard stuff, to do hard things. Of course, it's very hard to balance it because uh, you can't just go in monk mode and not do any pleasing activities at all and just work on your business or whatever. Uh, you can't, but what you can do is actually be more mindful of your consumption of social media, of your consumption of films, videos, and everything that really uh, produces dopamine within your brain. It, it might be slightly different from person to person, but you for sure know exactly what actions uh, bring you the most amount of dopamine. Uh, for some people might be eating ice cream. Well, just try to not eat ice cream for five days and see how you feel the first time when you eat ice cream again. Of course, the, the, the feeling you'll have is gonna be uncomparable because this is gonna be a way, way, way bigger amount of dopamine released within your brain purely because you delayed it. You delayed that ice cream and you only had it after five days. And I'm gonna tell you, that ice cream is gonna feel even better after five days. So why would you, first and foremost, damage your body eating it daily? And also, why would you eat it daily when it doesn't give you the same, the same uh, pleasure effect? The smartphones and social media apps aren't going anywhere anytime soon, and we know that. So doing things like disabling your notifications for social media apps and keeping your display in black and white even uh, will reduce your phone's ability to grab and hold your attention. Also, mindful use usage, uh, as I was saying, is the most important thing. Uh, uh, what I found that worked with myself uh, is setting an intent uh, and being present with each activity. Whenever you go on Instagram, ask yourself before, do I want to go on Instagram or is just my habitual uh, behavior that makes me go on Instagram. Ask yourself, is it really worth my time to, to check Facebook or I might as well do something else and maybe check it in the evening. And uh, of course it's gonna be very hard, I'm still trying all of this myself and it's a very long process but it's very rewarding because once you manage to actually rewire your brain to enjoy doing those hard things, uh, you will find yourself in a much more better place and I'm, tell you, I'm gonna tell you what, once you do the hard things, imagine how much more dopamine you will actually be able to get from pleasing stuff because you will be in a much more better place financially, mentally, spiritually that would actually open you an endless amount of opportunities uh, that come from doing the hard stuff. So uh, yeah, we might as well delay this dopamine production just a little bit. Uh, do the hard stuff that doesn't produce doesn't produce as much dopamine, and uh, might as well just wait a couple of weeks, couple of months until we literally binge on a ton of uh, actions that produce a lot of dopamine for ourselves as a reward, of course. And uh, with that said, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you really found something new out of this. I know that dopamine detox and dopamine in general is a very very hot. Uh, subject it really became a trend at the beginning of the year with the whole uh, uh, quarantine on youtube i saw a lot of people going on dopamine detoxes i've tried it myself but uh, obviously if if it was to not work people would not talk about it and that's a thing to note
With that said, I'm Pasco. I, I hope you guys took something good out of this podcast. And if you did, don't forget to give us a five star rating review on iTunes. Obviously, that's gonna release a lot of dopamine within our brains when we're gonna see that. And uh, we're gonna be very thankful and grateful as well. And with that said, until next time, take care, stay grateful.